0: Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. Nick... Chris, Caleb, and
1: this is our 40th episode. Yeah, yes and, it is. Uh, What's
0: after Dirty Thirty? Freaky, Freaky Forty? <laughs> freaky Friday? Freaky, freaky Friday, Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think in honor
1: of uh, our 40th episode, Chris has a pick for us. What Chris, do what, what do you got? That's right.
2: I picked the 40-year-old Virgin soundtrack. Oh, I
0: see the similarity. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh, I I didn't realize. Oh, sorry.
1: Sorry, guys. I didn't know it was 40th episode. Oh. That was a weak fucking applause. That <Yeah>.
0: So a the golf golf
1: clap. Clap <laughs> I wasn't even using my hands um, This is of course a movie I'm familiar with but I, I ne- Did you have this soundtrack? Or I did not but
2: okay. it's a it's a movie I'm very Familiar with and, and like When I look back on it I remember the songs Too like just thinking about it in my head
1: There's a lot of music in here mm-hmm. Unfortunately a lot of music that didn't make it onto the soundtrack That doesn't mean that it's a
0: short soundtrack <laughs> it's <strange>. 17 tracks <laughs> <laughs> Strap in folks Here we go track 1 <laughs> Joe Walsh A Life of Illusion. go here we go i really like that song i like that song a lot better than most eagles songs oh god <laughs> i saw just... someone online like last week say like hotel california is just a uh, bad yelp review with a three-minute guitar solo <laughs> 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 not wrong <laughs> so joe
1: walsh is kind of the the lost eagle the mm. late edition eagle what was he was in the uh, james gang he's been um. in a bunch of groups
2: And that song uh, life's been good
0: yeah. To me so far, which I always loved. Really? Yeah, yeah, I love that song. I don't like that song. <laughs> he All gifted right. uh, Jimmy Page his first Les Paul, so you got to thank him for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's part of like rock and roll history for better or worse. I like <laughs> like for some people, I like Joe Walsh, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that song's pretty good. Well, he was in Ringo's band, the All Star uh-huh. Band.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was just thinking, I have a weird like Eagles kind of story. Is when I was working at the public theater. Some woman hired the Eagles to play for her husband's 60th birthday in one of the theaters there.
1: And they said, "When hell freezes over," and then they still showed up.
0: (laughs) Who knows how much they did it for? But they like fucking did this show for this birthday party. (laughs) And I I loaded it in, and their like roadie was like the most angry roadie I've probably ever seen. (laughs) He was just screaming at the people working the load in, like, "This is." expensive analog gear. If anyone fucks this up, it's your ass. <laughs> we were, oh jeez, And there was like full security at the gig. So, you know, I went home and came back to work the, the show at night. And uh, like, I had a really hard time even getting in to the theater that I was, you know, supposed to work there. I guess they think that like, I don't think most people would recognize Joe Walsh, you know, just like walking around on the street. Uh, the late glenn fry maybe but like yeah i mean it's pretty wild they, they
2: are you know i joke about it all the, time, they're the jay leno of rock like they have <laughs> legions of fans but you're like really <laughs> like people are huge like jay leno fans. i think
0: they, that eagle's like best of album the greatest hits is like one of the best-selling albums of all time it's like up there with like thriller numbers yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's
2: the most palatable rock that's ever been released <laughs> so you know and just dominated the 70s and just
1: yeah, it's, it's fine. It's funny to me that uh, Hotel California, I think, was written by their drummer, right? Mm. So that was like, you have Glenn Fry and Don Henley and Joe Walsh, and then their biggest hit was written by the other one. All
0: All right. Right. That's what it is. Way <laughs> to know? go.
2: Van Halen's best song, uses a keyboard, you know? Yeah,
1: that's Jump. right. Jump.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the- I should say, a lot of people probably know the Eagles drummer. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have
2: you heard that story that like this is maybe just a an old wives tale or a rumor but I've heard either either Don Henley or Glenn Fry. I can't remember I, th- I want to say Glenn Fry has a like a person on the payroll to walk around with them at parties to remind him of names like there's a guy with just like a clipboard that's like <laughs> okay this person that's walking up uh this man's named Joseph and you worked with them in the, like just to give context and everything and I was like I would
0: If I had the money, I would do that too. Never have an awkward moment. (laughs) That's pretty great. Should we dive into track two? Let's do it. Michael McDonald with Ain't No Mountain High Enough.
1: Yacht Rock? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I trust that that was like a, a thirty something second clip, but it seems so much longer. It seemed like it was just stretching. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: time slowed down for actually a minute. Ten seconds. <laughs>
1: oh boy. It's funny because uh, Michael McDonald is, you know, obviously a lot of people would, you know, classify him as like a guilty pleasure. I actually like. You know, a few. There's a few Michael McDonald songs that I, I kind of like unapologetically like. Oh no, I, I, unironically love yeah. Michael McDonald. But in this movie, it's used as like the terrible music that just keeps looping and looping. Yeah. But there's something about this live record that <laughs> is, whether you know, no matter how you feel about Michael McDonald, it's like that the live performance that's way too well recorded. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> It's, like, disturbingly well-recorded. Yeah, he's wearing, like, a
2: sequined blazer. You know, it's just, like, cheese dick central, you know, Muzak, you know. Yeah,
1: and it's, like, a terrible version yeah. of the Marvin Gaye
0: Motown song. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's it's, like, Paul Rudd's character is, like, fed up with saying yeah. this on the TV screens at whatever, the kind of pseudo-circuit city. S- smart
2: tech. Isn't smart isn't tech. Yeah, yeah. it's the Best Buy. Yeah. And it's
1: funny, when he comes up, he gives a speech, and he even prefaces it by saying, like, listen, this isn't about Michael McDonald. I like Michael McDonald, but you have to stop this. <laughs> and I th- I feel like that was, like, probably Paul Rudd's, like, I don't want to bag on Michael McDonald because I like Michael McDonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of a... Uh...
2: He's the uh, rock guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I can tell. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, but like... I'm
2: going like, Yamo murder all these people if I hear Yamo be there one more time. <laughs> yeah. In this song in particular, it's so funny because it it does sound like Michael McDonald's doing an impression of himself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he's, he's at the the peak of Michael McDonaldy sounding in this thing. Oh. not a bad cover.
3: No, no. Wait,
2: what? <laughs> not, a, not a great cover, but you, you know. know. A cover, an unnecessary cover, but
0: oh, terrible cover, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. Sa- save it for the review, man. <laughs> Track three Smokey Robinson, Virgin Man. <laughs>
1: It's funny to me that kind of like early Motown or like early R and B. I think they're uh, the way that they wrote songs was different. It was much more like kind of market oriented than it is now. In a way of like, uh, we need a new song. It's like I don't want just another like you know song about a girl, something specific. And it's like, well, I have a song about the mailman, or I have a song about being on an airplane,
2: or a pusher man. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like,
1: how about how about a virgin, a virgin guy? (laughs) It's like yeah okay yeah let's just cut it because they just write it and they have all like the the studio band and they just like put out so much. It's like I've never heard this song before.
2: Yeah, it, it can't we can't keep having songs about like bad girlfriends and bad boyfriends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like all that's come out. The production <laughs> on it kind of sounds
0: like that Lobby Seafray song that uh, Eminem sampled for My Name Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got similar. the
2: what is it? I, I got, got the, the feeling. I
0: got the feeling. I, uh, I shook Smokey Robbins' hand. He spoke what? at my uh, graduation. Are you serious? There you was never, another person there this? from the soundtrack also that was at that graduation. It might come up later, but um, he gets up to give you know the the speech to the student body. Was it Corey Hart? Deep cut, <laughs> all of Asia. <laughs> they were all there. They all, honorary doctorates. I have a guess of who it is. Actually, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, but he, he got up and gave this. He had just gotten a uh, an ear surgery and. He kind of just got up and talked about his ear surgery for like <laughs> for like a little too long, which is fine. You know, if you wanted to say something about it that he can, uh, you know, hear okay again. But like it went on <laughs> and eventually like he, he was getting the look to, you know, kind of move on. And then I shook his hand and uh, getting you know, the light. <laughs> pretty uh, crazy. When, That's crazy, I, when I
1: graduated from grad school, I didn't go to my commencement, but uh, oh. they had like a well-known painter come in. And then the story and it makes me. Think that this is probably the case with this too. Apparently, he thought that he was coming in for an honorary degree, which he was, but nobody like really made it clear that he was the keynote speaker, and so he like had like like he was at like the lunch thing before, and somebody kind of like mentioned it to him, and he like took off to his hotel room to like hastily write a <laughs> commencement speech. And I think yeah, that's boy. probably I think Smokey Robinson was probably thought that he was just like getting like the getting a certificate for being Smokey Robinson. Somebody's like, got your yeah. speech plan? He's like. <laughs> Well I got about I got a good eight minutes about the ear. <laughs> Pretty wild. <laughs> tight five on the ear surgery. Was Shaka Khan the the other speaker?
0: That's right. Okay. That's okay.
2: right. Good job, Caleb.
3: Okay, Calm okay, okay.
2: I uh, yeah, I feel like I don't know, for a musician Especially vocalists such as Smokey Robinson to lose his hearing—it's probably pretty scary, you know. If you had ear surgery, oh, it might sure. like screw up his like tone. Like the one thing that you need, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
1: probably just getting the lobes to look younger. Oh, his, the cosmetic, uh, the
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, lobe reduction surgery, having it refreshed, <laughs> tightened up a little bit. Protect your ears, everybody. You need those ears. Let's do track four. This is Asia with "Heat of the Moment." Watch out for you. You can not consume yourself with bigger things You
3: catch a pull and ride the dragon's wings Cause it's the heat of the moment The heat of the moment The heat of the moment
0: I'll give you guys a guess on how many members have been in Asia over the years. I was just looking. <laughs> so many, man. So it was just a quote
1: super group it was, unquote. It was a prog super group. Members from uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, uh, King Crimson. Yes, and a couple from Yes. Steve Howe from Yes. Yeah.
0: How many members? Uh, Sixteen total. That's a lot over the over the iterations.
1: It's
2: a lot of super super. Yeah, band it's not members. that much
1: when you consider that there's. It's a band that's like twelve people. So there's only been a few people in and out. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I remember, I listened to a couple interviews with uh, Yes, just kind of like, or or it was like the the people from Yes that went on to do uh, Become Asia. Mm -hmm. And every interview started with them very knee-jerkingly defending uh, Asia. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people say that this is a calculated move to just make money. People are like, what?
2: (laughs) Like we all here <laughs> on the streets that we were just money grubbing people that decided to just the cash truth is, in.
1: We're just really good friends. <laughs> yeah. Even though apparently there's been
0: sixteen of us at this point in and out of this place. Uh <laughs> Seth Rogen in the movie is like, How hard did the people at the frame store laugh at you when you brought this poster into your frame? <laughs> yeah, it's got the
2: Asia poster frame. Yeah, um, this is this is playing during the um I guess like the crescendo of the film when he's uh, biking away and <laughs> in anger.
1: (laughs) I'm glad that I wasn't like an adult when this song came out because I kind of enjoy it just as like a weird artifact song and it's like fun and well made but if you were around when it was a hit it would drive you crazy.
2: My chemistry teacher
1: mr Dickey
2: was playing this and i was like who is that like he would just play music sometimes and he was like a younger guy and i was like who is this band he's like it's asia it's <laughs> like i gotta know what it is uh, so i discovered it like you know junior year of high school as like uh it was one of those bands like tongue-in-cheek made me laugh and then i just slowly started liking the songs you know i'm like i don't know if i like this ironically or not anymore i can't tell
1: this song and there's a couple other songs that on the soundtrack that do kind of a similar thing where it's hard to tell whether it's about like a relationship or somebody training to be a ninja it could like (laughs) go either way pretty easily
2: he's like is he training for a fight or is he falling in love what is the heat of the moment i don't know what that means pretty powerful stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) let's get into track five we've got joe boxers with just got lucky
1: It's like that uh, that British pub rock sound that doesn't have any context in America because it was kind of part of the new wave. Like you would say, like Elvis Costello and like House Martin. There's a lot of like very British bands in the '80s that sound like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Joe Boxers. Joe Boxers. Did you guys ever wear Joe Boxers? I did <laughs> in middle school. I did.
3: I remember. <laughs> I
2: remember being like very jealous of kids at sleepovers that had Joe Boxers, and I was like, oh, I wish my mom would buy me Pretty some cool. Joe Boxers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Rest in peace, Joe Boxer, <laughs> <laughs> wherever you are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What it,
1: this, this song's okay. I think it was, it definitely, there's a lot of songs on the soundtrack that are here only because they specifically refer to something that's very specifically yeah. about a virgin. Yeah, they like you
2: know, scrolled through the internet to find like, uh, yeah. their
1: <laughs> songs about people getting
2: lucky or virgin stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know. The, the movie was, I did rewatch it and yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So Judd Apatow's, like, first movie. First was, like, big one, yeah. yeah. Kicking and Screaming,
2: I think, was a year before that, or maybe the same year. Oh, okay. But, but yeah.
0: What year are we talking for the release? 2005. 2005? And
2: it was right when Steve Carell got The Office, too, because that also debuted in 2005. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was all the... I mean, I hadn't
1: really heard of many of these people um i remember when i was in college the show undeclared came out with i think was only on for one season yeah but it was like a little bit of the kind of spiritual sequel to freaks and geeks Mm -hmm. and some of the people from that cast like seth rogan was in that and uh there's like a few kind of smaller parts in this movie so i was like recognizing a bunch of people yeah
2: it's the apatow stable for sure His, his wife's in it leslie mann uh, oh, yeah, she's so great. Yeah, she's the, the <laughs> drunk hookup. Where she's like makes him blow into the breathalyzer. Real, real, French stuff. toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this movie holds up. Uh, I don't think it's going to hold up for much longer. <laughs> uh, there's a few, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's just some
1: problematic some, things just, here here and there. There's a few things that don't yeah. age well, but I think that the general spirit of the film, it's actually, this, the film's pretty sweet. Yeah.
2: And, and I Pretty think well the, meaning, and the way that it's like described in like the little like title blurb is like his sex obsessed coworker, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. They're not just dudes. They're like all like particularly perverted dudes. Or like, you know, you got Paul Rudd who's hung up on the same girl, and then uh,
0: the other guys are just like,
2: yeah, dude, it gets nasty. Like, tell me the nastiest story you know. <laughs> and like, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into track six. James Brown, I got ants in my pants and I want to dance.
3: Hey Tell me what you gonna do about that Tell me what you gonna do I got to know about that Did you love for real? Do you know how I feel? Tell me what you gonna do Yeah about that I got ass in my pants and I need to dance Come on
0: What can you say about James Brown that hasn't already been said? Classic James Brown.
1: Yeah, this is a, definitely a song that's mostly just a groove. It always kind of bothered me just because I thought that the the title was kind of cheesy. Hands and Pants. Yeah, it's like, okay.
2: <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anything like Yeah, it's a kid song. Just
1: because there's so many great uh, James Brown songs that have like this kind of similar groove that there's mm-hmm. other ones that I feel like are better, but this was, this was like a bigger hit, I guess, because it just had a distinctive...
0: Name, I, <laughs> I think it was that song uh, of his payback. Um, that live concert that they put together to promote the rumble in the jungle fight, yeah, that uh, was in Zaire. There's footage of him performing at that, and he it's pretty amazing. He comes out and immediately starts doing uh, the splits <laughs> like so many times in a row. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the best. It's oh my gosh, yeah, any of he was- a great band leader. I love would steal shit from everybody. <laughs> yeah, no one got
2: paid because yeah. they didn't perform well enough. I love his uh, the microphone like he kicks like he kicks it forward and then kicks it back with his foot. And I've I've tried to do it on a comedy stage, <laughs> and um, it's so hard. And also a uh, little rule of thumb in the in the comedy world: don't mess with the mic or the microphone. Oh. They, the house really hates it. <laughs> oh. Anyone working at the venue is like, dude, come on! What
1: are you doing, man? I remember uh, watching a a documentary about James Brown and there was this, it was some TV show. It was essentially kind of like uh, these music specials in kind of uh, the guise of like a talk show or whatever. But the way they would do it, they would film a bunch of performances and then cut them up and use them in different episodes. But it wasn't made clear to James Brown because he was playing before the Rolling Stones. This is like early Stones. And he he was so pissed off that he was he like the opening open, act. Yeah. And he was like, and so, so first of all, they were like, it was this interview with uh, Mick Jagger where he was remembering. He's like, they told me to like, go calm him down. Like, try to explain. He was like, I'm not going back there. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah. like, he comes out and they show the performance. And it's the same thing where he comes out and he's just like doing the splits. And it's like the most amazing. And Mick Jagger, like this young kid, just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like oh yeah if we gotta follow <laughs> yeah, that we oh. is gonna be in the same episode <laughs> this guy that is sweating his face off
2: because he's working so damn hard and yeah he was the most unreasonable human being ever he's just <laughs> screaming at everyone for every tiny detail yeah this uh this is playing during uh the montage I guess they've it's right when they figure out that Steve Carell's a virgin and then it's you know this whole world is coming crashing down on him and then he's looking at women what seems to be the first time or for the first time in like 10 years but this montage is particularly two thousand five. Like it feels oh, yeah, a lot really of like, dated. Accidental
1: touching and like ooh
2: Well not even that, but just yeah, like yeah, the yeah, there's the accidental touching and then like it shows two dogs and they're having sex and he's like Ugh, even the dog? Come on. <laughs> and it's like it, it 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 seems pretty uh pretty behind on the comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh simpler these time. Days. Yeah. Simpler
0: time. <laughs> Chris, your story about messing with the microphone reminded me of uh, a couple of weddings I've DJed would recently. <laughs> I'm not sure where this idea came from or where all dads got on the same page, but uh, the mic drop during the dad speech is something that's become a problem. Yeah. And when I've arrived at these things, I've I've let the couple know and I've let the family know, like, whatever you do, can you just, like, get the dad to not drop my mic on the hardwood (laughs) dance floor? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And every single time that mic gets dropped by a dad, because they're trying to be funny? They're trying to be funny. It's part of their, their shtick for their speech.
2: Yeah, they're like 10 years behind on the mic drop thing. Tonight. Yeah, they've just figured like... it out. They
0: all emailed each other, all dads. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah, Don't man. mess with the mic. That's a It's
2: a, it's a big no-no. Uh, do not mess with the mic, man. It's, it's worth more than you will get paid.
0: <laughs> Should we get into track seven? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Chaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. We'll be What's up, Chaka Khan? Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan. Chaka
1: Khan. Chaka Khan. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had the uh, the bodyguard soundtrack, which is a great soundtrack. Oh yeah, we should, we should do that one. Should do that. And uh, Whitney Houston does a version of that on on the bodyguard that's pretty good but i it thought can't it was shaka khan. khan is amazing
2: i think i thought it was whitney houston for years uh that originally sang it but.
1: well it was i think that was the second single off of that uh bodyguard after the but it's. i mean i guess even the, the single was a cover the dolly parton song
2: whitney owns that though you know what i mean <laughs> whitney owns the <laughs> i will always love you dolly parton may have wrote it whitney owns it um. <gasps> oh! Oh, no.
0: oh crap! Oh. <laughs> ah! Breaking news. This just in from Consequence of Sound Elon Musk and Grimes are expecting their first child together. <gasps>
2: oh, congrats!
0: <laughs> it's, it's official. Grime Musk. <laughs> the baby is headed straight for Mars. <laughs> that is all back to your regular schedule <laughs> <spiritual laughs> programming I
1: thought you were going to do something ab- earlier about the uh, the Dewey brothers are going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame
0: Whoa. Whoa. Steely Dan's also going on tour in 2020
1: oh what? that's another Michael McDonald you know Michael McDonald uh, played he was like a session guy for the yes. Dewey brothers before or sang with them Steely live Dan. and yeah. played keyboards on
0: Asia and some other albums yeah
1: Dang. a lot of yeah. stuff we didn't touch on with Michael McDonald apparently. <laughs> a lot
2: of breaking news <laughs> yeah, in this episode <laughs> Yeah, Elon. Congrats! I for some I don't know what I I thought uh, he and Grimes were on the rocks. I don't know.
1: Couldn't happen to a more (sighs) normal couple of just regular people.
2: I like Grimes. I think she's a very talented artist. I think I can't imagine what these two talk about when they hang out. You know, whether or not we're living in a simulation
1: in the hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) There was uh, she was supposed she was like doing a collaboration with Azalea Banks. And uh, apparently they were working on it, were supposed to be working on it at Elon Musk's place. Yeah. And something was happening, and Azealia Banks, who was kind of a loose cannon, was live tweeting the whole thing because she was annoyed. Because, like, she she showed up to do this collaboration, and it just kept getting, like, pushed later and later, and she was just having to hang out there. Yeah. (laughs) It got pretty funny, but at one point she accused them of smelling like pennies. What, is
2: that? what does that mean? I don't know That's oh, really that's bizarre
1: So specific though That it stuck with me
2: Yeah Well I'm trying to think Like what else Smells like pennies That they would Like Dirty pennies um, Yeah Azalea Banks Is a <laughs> She's a nutcase <laughs> and, Like I enjoy a lot of her music But uh, she really went Off the rails there For You know The
0: the majority of her fame Yeah it was, What seven years? Yeah yeah It's been about seven years <laughs> Well congrats Grimes and uh, Elon Musk yeah, exciting times.
2: <laughs> Chaka Khan uh, touched a ton of music in her heyday.
1: What was it, early '80s, maybe? I think Mid-80s? she was like 70s into the 80s I think she, oh, she's okay. been around for a long time oh, yeah, She yeah. put out like a record a couple of years ago That's actually really good of dance music
0: You can't mention Chaka Khan without mentioning Rufus Of yeah. course Rufus Wainwright, yeah <laughs> 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the Rufus <laughs> Yeah, um, is that the Rufus?
1: I think, didn't Prince produce the the famous Chaka Khan Chaka Khan Yeah Yeah,
2: it sounds, it, ha- it has to
1: be yeah, I always yeah, assumed I it was, was. Alright, Nikki, what do we got next?
0: Track eight, Lionel Ritchie.
3: Hello.
1: And in my dreams
3: I've kissed your lips A thousand times I sometimes see you Pass outside my door Hello Is it me you're looking for? I can see
0: It's hard for me to uh, listen to that song without thinking about that movie video montage that someone put together for that song. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> no. Someone found dialogue clips oh, from like yeah, know, tons yeah. of movies for each each line of the song and cobbled it's, it all it's together. Nineties like oh, movies like Arnold nice. Schwarzenegger and yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, if if, if you that. search for uh, like Hello, yeah, Lionel Richie movie like, montage, supercuts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I I I can't think about uh, the song without the thinking about the music, music video. video. Yeah, yeah, it's a great music oh, video. Yeah, what,
0: it's a weird. I'll walk you through video. it.
1: Yeah. So he's, he's <laughs> want hear it. I guess an art teacher. In what I'm hoping is a college, but looks more like a high school, mm. and he has a, he's he's serenading or singing about a student of his who is uh, blind. She's blind, and she is apparently also in love with him. And she's makes,
0: crafting his. She like,
1: sculpts a portrait of yeah. him. Yeah, by touch. By touch. But it looks like very, like, uh, Lion King. It's like, a, or maybe, you know, like Beauty and the Beast, the TV series. Yeah.
2: Kind of like. Yeah, the the end result. And then, like, you're like, well, she's blind. <laughs> <You> <laughs> but get, it, but it was obviously that, not made, that hard made by
1: a blind person either. No,
2: no, no. It's like, it's a very poor sculpture It was made by a, by a bad-sighted sculptor. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody they found on what the, you know, like, in the... Uh, want ads or something? They're like, we just need like a quick thing, and like it doesn't have to be that good because she is blind. Like you can't, can't falter, you can't. like, But it's, it's nailed um, the hair.
0: The hair is there. Yeah, the hair is perfect. <laughs> it looks like we, I'm. It's. I'm looking at the thing. It's like a very strange looking. Yeah. It looks
2: like a like a chia head, sort of like yeah. that. You know, I don't know. It's, I would
1: say if you were art directing this music video, it either has to be spot on like looks like him like maybe you just cover his face with clay for a second and just have <laughs> him stand there yeah. or else it looks like not even like a human being like it just pans to it and it's just like the craziest like uh pablo picasso sculpture with like eyes pointing in different directions which <sighs> would also be cool i mean i don't know like wait a minute you think yeah. i look like that <laughs> no to add a whole new twist <laughs> like well
3: she's not very good <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a, but it's a, it's like a creepy vibe to the whole thing, too, because he's moving so slowly
1: throughout all this. And you're like, is he trying
2: to sneak around so she doesn't hear? I don't know what's going on.
1: You know,
0: some people say that all the Commodores are kind of terrifying. I don't Uh. know. I don't know if you've heard that. (laughs) This is playing in the movie where Paul Redd drops off his box of uh, porn tapes. Oh, yeah. For um, Steve Krell's character to, you know, do research on. Yeah. And it's kind of the montage of him like getting into his silk pajamas and, Lighting candles in the bedroom. Oh, yeah,
2: and uh, I forgot this movie stars uh, American patriot Stormy Daniels. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, Stormy Daniels makes, uh, makes a makes a pretty big cameo in this. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's a video. She's in one of the porn videos, and Space then it goes nuts. to like a inner you know, monologue yeah.
2: where he's doing the dirty talk, and it's, it's he's like, scene. I'm you. He's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, you're doing me so hard, and, and putting your on at. Any, sorry, whoops.
0: <laughs> It's pretty good, yeah. What Nick, what do we got? We've got, what do we have? Tra- do we track nine, Dr. Hook, and the medicine show, Sharing the Night Together.
3: And I say these things cause I'd like to know if you're as lonely as I am, and if you'd mind sharing the night together, oh yeah, sharing. In the morning girl if you want to
1: go that far and if tomorrow... I don't uh the only thing I know about this band I've heard of them <laughs> and I, I know this song the only thing I really know about them is that they have one of those weird singing voices that I think it was meant to travel over AM, like, waves or something. Because it just, like, it only existed in the 70s. And it's like that. <laughs> it's that AM gold vocal <laughs> AM sound. gold vocal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. trying too hard to be smooth or something. I don't know. It's very strange.
2: He wears an eye patch. I know that. Yeah. Very oh. And it, sometimes it's bejeweled. Flip, <laughs> it's like
1: cowboy hat. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> is the medicine show that's mentioned in this uh, band track any relation to old Crow medicine show? Or do people just like, what is medicine show?
1: It's a reference to some sort of old timey thing. Yeah,
2: I think it's like back in the day when like a wagon would show up to town and be like, all right, this is the medicine you need, like snake oil salesman type stuff. Like, you know, (laughs) grifters. uh, (laughs) We've got our, uh, you know, uh, TB thwarting
1: solution, (laughs) like consumption thwarting solution. Somebody uh, fact check me on this because this is only an impression I get is that they are not an American band. I feel like they might be like Australian or something weird. So. I... I might be completely off base, but uh, maybe the Medicine Show is like a is like a, an attempt to sound more American. Nah, like old they're time
2: from uh, they're from Union City, New Jersey.
1: Ooh, yeah. So,
2: well, right across the <laughs> pond. <laughs> um, uh, they do they do have a pretty good song called uh, "When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman." I don't know if you have ever heard that song. It's a it's a it's a pretty cute song, but it's um like I guess the the theme of it is that it's terrible being in love with a beautiful woman. Because it's like, you got to watch your friends, got to watch your friends. <laughs> like, like, like everybody's, everybody wants her, everybody needs her. And it's like the uh, the inner turmoil it is to date like a, a smoke show. You're just like, ah, everyone's going to take her away from me. <laughs> like No one's, I can't trust anyone now. Dude, that, that like, was
1: the 70s, man. Like Eric Clapton was like writing songs about... What, George Harrison's wife stole her. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was,
3: everyone
1: was nobody, after your Nobody was safe. Everyone was after your woman? In yeah, the
3: yeah. Oh, man.
0: He's writing Tears days. in Heaven and just like George Harrison's <laughs> writing Here Comes the Sun. Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> it's, like, it's called Swapping
2: Wives, George. <laughs> got, oh everyone's gosh. doing it, man.
0: <laughs> As we are pulling right into track 10, we've got A Flock of Seagulls with Iran. Yeah hey, I-
1: Seagulls is kind of like the carrot top of eighties one hit wonders, and that it's like a punchline, uh, mostly because they had like the that most eighties haircut. 80s haircut. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think they were like huge for just one record.
0: Uh, but this mm. song is really good. This yeah. song's
1: awesome. This song's <laughs> awesome. Man. It's
2: so
0: good. <laughs> Allison and I were in an elevator recently, and there was a, a mom and her like three year old son uh, who was like really adorable, and he had you know, this crazy cool haircut and we were like, Oh my gosh, he's so cute. And she's like, yeah, we were thinking of going with like a flock of seagulls kind of thing. It was, it was oh very God. strange. I mean, they've had a big influence on music, but I guess like even bigger influence on baby haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> that Poor kid. Yeah. That poor kid's uh, in for it, man. Yeah. Parents. It was no. crazy. It was like
2: straight up.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so they had the haircuts it's one of the worst band names Yeah, they
2: look like it was them and like dead or alive that just looked ridiculous this was like yeah. the pirate shirts and the vests and then like you know, real goblins this is uh <laughs> this, is re- this is the real androgynous uh time of the 80s where like you know the biggest bands were like wearing you know eyeliner and all kinds of mm-hmm. like blush the, the and cure. rouge
1: yeah. I think there was it yeah. was like a very narrow window where suddenly uh like the band's image was super important because of MTV Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was a little too early for there to be enough like money where they were hiring stylists so these bands were they were very self-consciously, like dressing as flamboyant as possible, but they were doing it themselves. And yeah, it was a yeah. fucking disaster. Yeah, I mean, look at like Kajagoogoo. <laughs> I <Like>, think those <laughs> guys look insane <laughs> with the
0: craziest hair ever. I mean, Culture Club during that time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, very, very.
2: I, every, I think everyone was kind of copping Culture Club to be even Poison.
0: You know, getting into the oh yeah, the hair, hair metal, metal thing. <laughs> oh my God,
2: there's that thing in the, in the dirt that one of the members of Poison, uh, like I think, CC Deville, like Nikki Six is watching. This, this one guy like applying all his makeup for the show and then he would like stare at himself in the mirror wipe it off and then apply it again <laughs> and he was like Jesus. you are really into this man <laughs> But. also like if you've have you seen the music video for this and again uh like right round uh by better oh, lives
0: spend me right, right like
2: they rented out like a like a studio and then like, oh,
0: that's <laughs> like, I feel oh, the drum like music so, video looks like it was shot for like less than three dollars
2: it's so low budget and then they like have like the very you know beginnings of digital effects <laughs> it's yeah you know, like split screen <laughs> it's David Lee roth's
0: like color trail on his <laughs> Japanese sword. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, look, we got a disco ball, we got the studio. I think that's all we need. Just show up and what you want to wear and then we'll we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, there was something like sincere about about that. It was like, you know, the naive, like uh you were actually seeing the the visual what the band wanted to put forward and yeah. just like have you know a few other people helping them make it happen. That was pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you got like, you know, Kiss was wearing their makeup for a while and then they're like, eh, we're gonna Remove the makeup, and people are like, "No, no, no, no! Put the makeup back on! Put the makeup put, back on! Put it back on! <laughs> put it back on!
3: Look, it up. <laughs> Look it her! I
0: love that kids song. <laughs> Scary stuff. Uh, we are about halfway through the soundtrack. You guys want to take a break?
1: Yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, I put together a new game for you guys. Yeah,
2: I've heard tell of this game. You guys new know games. how it works.
1: I'll, ex- I'll explain it to the listeners after the break. And then at the end of the episode, we are going to recommend our favorite song about waiting. Our favorite waiting song. Stick with us.
2: Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. As always, we want to hear from you. Hey! hey.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening to the podcast.
2: Welcome to our ad.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, how can they uh, reach out to us, Chris? Well, you can find us on Instagram. That is at Tracklisting Podcast. You can Gmail us. At Do people, I, it's 2020 now. I don't know if people email anymore. People but it, you. It, If you want Gmail, it's uh, tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com.
2: And rate and review on iTunes and Apple podcasts and yeah. make sure to follow our uh, official Spotify track listing playlist on Spotify.
0: Get on that iTunes
1: and try to balance out our one, one star review. Yeah. Who did that?
3: <laughs> hey! Hey! hey,
0: thanks for listening. We love y'all. Welcome back to track listing our 40th episode of, We are here with a game, a new game, prepared by Caleb Brown. In honor of
1: our 40th episode, I put together a new game. And this is a game that is new to the listeners. You guys might actually uh, know how to play it a little bit better than the listeners. Because I modeled this after one of our favorite shows, uh, a British talk show, British quiz show called Only
0: Connect. Only Connect. Only Connect. BBC. It's an extremely (laughs) difficult game show. It's series. If you're
1: not British, it's... It's even more difficult, but uh, so one of the rounds on that show, basically, I'm going. I have prepared three clues for you, and then your job is to try to work together to figure out what the fourth song is going to be.
0: Fourth so, in the sequence. Fourth
1: in the sequence, and so uh, I tried to make it go to some place specific that you guys will hopefully get to. Uh, if you guys come up with uh, an equally appropriate answer that I haven't thought of, then that's also correct.
2: Okay. So you'll be giving us three clues. three
1: clues. Three clues.
0: per round. We're trying to guess yes, what the fourth is going divine
1: to be. the fourth song. Okay. okay. And sometimes it, uh, for listeners, sometimes it has to do with the band. Sometimes it has to do with the song. Sometimes there's words, whatever. Uh, you'll figure it out as we go. All and right. I did out four rounds for you, and they should start easy and get a little harder towards the end.
3: Okay. But i I, believe in, you. I okay. believe in you guys. <laughs> okay.
1: And I will say that uh, I prepared the game. There's not a ton for me to do while the game's going, so... <laughs> Just okay. try to egg you on. Okay. All right, That's we'll good. try and
0: sort this out. Uh, here's round one, clue one. I've
3: been to Hollywood, I've been to Redwood, I crossed the ocean for a heart of gold.
0: All right, you guys know much about that song? All right, we've got Neil no. Young. Uh, do you know the song title, Chris?
2: I don't know the song title. Maybe it's from Harvest Moon. Sounds like. Sounds
0: right. Let's hear uh, clue two.
2: Okay, can I? Can I guess what maybe the sequence could be? Uh, uh, already? Okay. Okay. I think my guess so far you know, we've got Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Okay. This could be somebody. This could Crosby, be Nash. Stills, Nash. So if Crosby, this is Young Stills. going backwards, if it's Young Just a song Nash, by Graham Nash. Crosby and Stills. Stills. Okay. Right, that's let's my guess. Song too. my
0: guess. Clue two. Clue <laughs>
3: two.
2: Okay, was that Graham? Was Nash. that in, Graham Nash? <laughs> that <laughs> no, was, was Fifty was Cent in 50 the club. So you in got the club, Harvest, Moon, something, Neil Young, and then Fifty Cent in the club. I got—I'm I'm not sure of the sequence yet.
1: All right, let's hear clue three.
0: Clue three, baby. Any ideas there, Chris? I don't know if I have anything on that the, one. D- the Diamond Dogs?
2: Is that one? Who was, do you know who that was? I, I'll give
1: you a couple. This That is David Bowie. That's okay, yeah. Uh, that is Diamond Dogs. I think you guys might want to re-listen to the first song okay. to try to get a connection.
0: So we got In the Club, Diamond... You know, Diamond Dogs, Neil Diamond, Young, Neil Young. Is it
2: Three Diamond door well, it's, a, uh, it, wait, it's a bushwick
0: bar is the answer
1: <laughs> why don't you listen to round one all right yeah
2: here's clear. round Clu one, one, again. This, is one. Like, this is against the only connect rules but
3: okay i've been to hollywood i've been to Redwood. i cross the ocean for a heart of gold i've
2: got it i've got it okay we've got that's uh Heart of, of Gold. Heart of Gold. We've got um, Clubs, 50 Cent in the Club. Yeah. Diamond Dogs. So that's Hearts, dime, or hearts, Clubs, Diamond. All right. What this do you guys gonna think be... that the last song might be? Uh, is it a song we've heard on the podcast before?
1: Yeah, it's been on the podcast yeah, before.
2: I think it... Ha- I might
1: be recycling some old game clues.
2: <laughs> Does it have to do with moles <laughs> and...
0: Why don't you just say it once? The Ace of Space. Alright, let's hear what <laughs> it is.
3: <laughs>
0: Round one answer. The pleasure
3: is to play! The painful difference is what you say!
2: Good job, nice. Right. Okay, job, Chris. so
1: that was uh, card suits. Card suits. Uh, card suits.
2: In in uh, an order of a uh, uh, descending uh, value, uh, it was or uh, <laughs> ascending value. Not, the not in any
1: order. But I wanted to bring you into the last one where there was only one song I could that think of that would
2: have spades in it. Yeah, Ace yeah. of spades. There All right. we go. Uh, okay. Very okay. good. Yeah.
0: Very good. All, right. All the only connect is paying off. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys are warmed up a little bit. All right. Round two. Here's clue one. Chris, you know that track? I think I thought I did. It's Is that... It, it... it... It's a Temple of the Dog, uh, Hunger oh, Strike. shit.
2: Okay. I, th- I thought it was somebody else.
0: All right, let's uh, hear... Hunger Strike. Clue two. It's the BGS. Is that Saturday Night Fever? Or is that... I know it's the Bee Gees. Uh, yeah, not sure on the track title.
1: It's uh, the track is Night Fever. It's off of the off of the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack.
2: Okay, so we got dogs and bees.
1: <laughs> Any ideas? <laughs> what do you guys?
2: Animals in uh, a decreasing size. Um, <laughs> next, uh, a look, gnat. I'm, I'm guessing it's nat and then um, uh, mite. Anything by Nat King Cole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Let's, hear Let's hear round three. Clue three. <laughs> clue three excuse me. So dog, bee, oyster. oyster. <laughs> <laughs> are we, I think we could be cold. We could be on Doggy. the. That's the Reaper. Okay, what was the name of the Seven Night Fever? Seven Night Fever. Fever. Hunger Fever.
0: Strike. Blue Oyster Cult. The Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper.
2: Okay, wait. Are these the, like the four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, something like that? Like you got hunger, which is like famine you have uh, fever fever which is like the the sickness reaper which is just death. reaper and then what's the fourth horseman so one of the uh, war something Anything something that to has do with
0: war in the title
2: what is it good for
0: let's see if it's let's the absolutely nothing to round 2 all right here we go yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah Why? Good job, Chris. (laughs)
3: Awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad
2: we abandoned the animal thing. Okay, uh, what uh, another uh, gastropod? A uh, smaller yeah. gastropod. I'm gonna go with scallops. do with scallops. Yeah.
1: I, even though you guys were really cold with that one, I was really pleased that you weren't upset that I was doing uh, animals in descending order, including oysters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like, Dog.
1: Oh,
2: oh, I
0: could get obscure and they would bee. go with it. <laughs> oyster? Question mark. Well,
2: it depends what type of bee and it
1: depends what type of oyster we're talking about because some oysters are smaller than bees. <laughs> All right, so those two. Uh, I'm going to call the warm-ups. Now we're going to go a little harder. It's getting right. harder than that. Are you guys are having fun. This is fun. Dude, I'm,
2: I'm super excited. All right, round, round three. three. Clue one.
0: What do you guys make of that track? We got a uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. And that's the, was it the 21st night of September? Uh, you remember? Yeah, do you remember?
2: The <laughs> 20th? Okay, so 21. I think that could be if we get a song with the 20
0: in it. Let's okay. Say. Let's hear Clue 2. Woman, I'm trouble, I be all wood
1: I
3: can never be satisfied. And I just can't keep
0: Kinda of some like Delta Blues.
2: Is that no satisfaction? Something like a like uh, what not, that's ripped I, off. I got of? nothing on that one. Okay. September can't be I heard can't be satisfied. That could be I was not familiar with that blues blues riff. Let's hear
0: clue three. All right, that's, uh, that's Heart, Heart with, Heart. uh, Barracuda. The Barracuda. Okay,
2: right. so...
0: <sighs> You've got Nancy Wilson in Heart.
2: Earth, Wind, Fire... Something some else. blues guy that we don't know heart heart so earth wind somebody water is that the s- waters
0: muddy, muddy waters, waters? I'll sit. let's uh let's go with muddy waters that okay. sounds r- spot on so
2: earth wind fire water heart <laughs> heart <laughs> uh captain planet is somebody uh planeteers is there a song called captain planet or something let's about See the answer let's uh, see uh, round <laughs> 3
3: Wind, water, heart,
0: go play By your powers combined, I am Captain okay. Planet Okay, alright, there we go If you haven't seen that Don Cheadle, Captain Planet parody, it is, pretty genius Good job, Chris Alright, Chris is killing this one It's, you know, anything I
2: can deductively reason I do okay with If it comes to actual music knowledge, though I'm dead in
1: the muddy waters, so Alright,
2: All right. I love this game I'm in a
1: hugely good mood Alright, only one more, this is a hard one all right, round four
3: clue one All
2: right. Who is that? Uh, I know that song. I think Caleb introduced me to that song.
1: That is the jam.
2: The
0: jam. The jam. That's right. entertainment. We've talked about the jam before. Let's hear clue two.
3: Hey boy, what you say, boy? You're trying to play court like a game boy.
0: Hit my phone, boy.
3: Is your homeboy? Are you a lone boy? Come give me dome, boy. Got a boy with the creep.
0: All right, is that Azalea Banks? I think it sounded more like
2: Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott. Is that Missy Elliott? Lizzo. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, Jesus. Us
0: into
1: the contemporary. Yeah, yeah. I'm just- <laughs> shows how old I am by this.
0: Wow, yeah. what's Missy that?
1: Missy Elliott? Is this Muddy Waters oh, yeah. again?
0: Oh, <laughs> Very diverse. All right. Um, clue three? Liz- clue three. Let's hear clue three. Oh,
3: no. Yeah. That girl is pretty wild. No. The girl's a super freak. The kind of girl you read about. in magazines. That girl is pretty kinky. The girl's a super
0: freak. All right. Got uh, Rick okay. G- James. Rick James. Super freak. freak which...
2: Okay, let's think about these. So that's the jam. That's entertainment. There's
0: a jam in uh, Rick James's name. Rick
2: James jam- starts with the jam. Jamies. Uh, Liz. jam- Lizzo
0: though. Uh, I'm not sure of the Lizzo song title jam. and the the song title for the jam.
2: Yeah. Can we, can we hear the Lizzo one one more time? I'm sorry. I know, yeah,
0: this clue two. But I gotta hear it.
3: Hey, boy. What you say, boy? You're trying to play coy, like a Game Boy. Hit my phone, boy. Is your homeboy? Are you a lone boy? Come give me
0: don't, boy. Got a boy with the All right. Any on. any thoughts there? So, Master
1: uh, Chris, the fact that I was uh, giving up the artists pretty easily yeah. might give you a hint that it had not has to do with the artist.
2: Yeah. So, so if we got
0: super freak, super
2: freak, that's entertainment. Super freak. I got nothing on this one, man. I'm going to pass it to the other team. Any more clues,
1: <laughs> Caleb? Uh Let's hear the answer and then see if you guys are able to work your way backwards. Okay.
0: All right. If I'd be out till quarter to three,
3: would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I...
0: That's hey, it's one hundred sixty-four from Abbey Road by the Beatles. <laughs> I think that's off a of Sergeant Pepper. Okay, Sergeant Pepper. My bad. Ooh, I'm gonna get some hate mail for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so when super I'm freak. 64. What's your mailing address, by the way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that out loud. Say that out loud.
2: Ooh. Okay. When I'm s- sixty-four. Oh, it's uh, video game stuff. So Game Boy. Was uh-huh. what, is that what maybe the Lizzo song is called? Li- Game Boy. The, the
0: lyrics have Game Boy in the title.
2: Entertainment. Super, Super,
1: Ninten- Super Nintendo. Nintendo
0: sixty four. It's in chronological
1: order. The release okay. of Nintendo consoles. Um,
2: NES, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, then Game Boy, and then uh, Super Nintendo sixty. Super Nintendo, and then Nintendo sixty four. Okay. There you go. Oh. There you go. That it was okay. hard. That was I thought the hard. I, was hard one. I, was, I with. with Super Freak, I was thinking Game Freak, which was the original like uh, game company that released Pokemon. So I should have maybe followed that thread a bit more. But... I
1: almost put uh, Missy Elliott Superfly, but then it's like technically Supa. Supa, yeah. All, yeah. Right. I All right, thanks for If anybody
0: listening got any of those, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.
1: We're still uh, figuring out names for that game, maybe Gang of Four, maybe... Fourth. Sequence Break.
0: Fourth Wall. Four Horsemen. Of course. Uh, All right, that's really James great. Murphy's uh, wine bar restaurant. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I'm going to get sued on that. Thanks, Caleb. Right. Right. I really enjoyed that. All right, let's jump back into the 40 year old Virgin soundtrack. We're at track 11. This is Apollo 100 with joy. It's a cover? I don't remember that solo in the, the Bach version. So
3: this,
0: I can't hear this without having a little bit of a memory from high school. There was a guitar elective class that you could take, and uh, the class was probably about 20 people. And there was an older kid named Nate that was a couple of years ahead of me. But um, let's hope more. You know, this this guitar class in high school was, uh, you know, classically oriented. And, you know, at the school I went to, we had to go to chapel, you know, every day. And on Fridays was an hour long service. And at the end of every, you know, semester, uh, the guitar class would perform in chapel. And this was one of the songs that we were doing. And, you know, most of the people in the class, like, weren't very good. And so we get up at the front of the chapel in front of like a thousand people and we start playing this song and I'm playing the melody and there's 18 other people (laughs) strumming the chords and my buddy Nate is sitting in the back and he just starts fucking shredding. (laughs) (laughs) Just like I've really never heard anything like it before. And the death stare from the priest. (laughs) That we all got. There was like a there was like a <laughs> kindergartner in the front pew, like crying.
2: That's like a movie, man. I told you,
0: boys, no shredding. It was pretty wild. And no one knows what happened to Nate after that. He, <laughs> Still he shredding uh, to this day. Yeah, he didn't come yeah. back, man. Priests take their disco pretty serious. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> no shredding.
2: This was uh, this is also in a uh, soundtrack we've done on here. Do you know? A terrifying soundtrack.
1: Boogie nights, right? Boogie nights, Whoa. yeah.
2: This was, uh, you know, when everything was going right in boogie nights, uh, sort of. <laughs> That's right. And then in this movie, it's this, the same plot device. It was like this is when he admitted he was a virgin, and then everything like just just admit you're a virgin to Catherine um, Keener yeah, and everything. Boogie nights.
0: This is when it's like that panoramic shot of Mark Wahlberg's bedroom, yeah, showing yeah, his yeah. posters. Yeah, um, um, pretty wild. In
1: 40 <laughs> old Bridget, one of my favorite kind of it's not even one joke because it it, like there's a couple uh katherine keener who is the uh the woman who trish uh, the love interest like the real love interest Mm -hmm. um she like goes to have she goes to his apartment and there was a thing earlier where he he is he like explained his empty apartment that he was having carpet put in yeah (laughs) he never
2: got a new carpet it's it's
1: apparently the first time she goes back and she's just like oh my god you never had carpet put in (laughs) You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. You're and the be. whole... <laughs> and she, like... It comes back again. She's like, I thought you were going to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody thinks <laughs>
2: this guy's a serial murder. killer just yeah, because he's yeah. a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, was, he gives he gave off serial killer vibes, you know? It's just like, a guy that keeps to himself and is, like, kind of odd. And he's a little too old to be working this position.
1: Like, well, yeah. That's I mean, we know now that there is a connection between <laughs> celibacy and serial killers. <laughs>
2: In cell, I think that's the word. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't talked too much about uh, the ensemble cast and how great everyone really is, and I think uh we were talking about uh, Romani. Um, oh god, hang on.
0: That's Seth Rogan. Ro-
2: Romani Malco, Seth Rogen, uh, Catherine Keener,
0: Paul Rudd, yeah, Mindy Kaling, yeah. David Kekner. David
2: Kekner.
1: There's so many. There's a lot of like great comedians that just show up to, for like one scene. And lot, Kevin Hart, yeah. yeah,
2: and it's a lot of their first like big roles. Young are, Kevin Hart before he Kevin grew Hart. up, yeah, before yeah. he got big.
1: <laughs> yeah, <he's>, oh, <laughs> he's just a little kid in this one.
2: He's, <laughs> he's pretty angry in this movie. His scene is so great though. I love it. It's when Romani's having like a, a full capacitor meltdown on the on the sales floor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we were talking about it during the break that like oh he seemed to be Romani Malka was like the the breakout star. Uh, Like, who is this guy? I'd never seen him before, and nothing ever really came of him, unfortunately. But I thought he was great in this movie. I mean,
1: he worked after it. I really like, uh, there's like two Indian guys who work in the store. They're kind of smaller characters, and they're amazing.
2: Yeah. One of them still does stand up at the comedy store. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the older guy. (laughs) Yeah, they just tell people
0: to fuck goats. (laughs) That's their big insult. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's like a thing. One thing in this movie is like the the relationships between men, even though it's like heightened, like it's very, it's kind of sweet in that these guys are constantly, they seem like they're going to fight, but then it turns out that they like love each other. Yeah. And yeah nobody yeah. ever fights and yeah. they're never actually even close to fighting. I mean,
2: yeah, it's, you know, male camaraderie. I mean, there are some positives to it. <laughs> <I would say. laughs> Like, uh, looks unsure. <laughs> You're like I don't know. Man. I don't know. Man. You know. So, uh, if you, if you want to understand male camaraderie, watch um Cool Hand Luke. I think it's just oh, like no. guys Pr- trying to be friends in prison. <laughs> <'Cause
1: I'm>
0: very... <laughs> Track twelve. <All> right. <laughs> Lyle Workman. Score. Shot montage. Mm. Knows how to rock.
1: <laughs> it's got wow. kind of a little bit of a. I mean, it's like that's a bass riff from a Beatles song, right? It sounds like it. So uh, it's like the beginning Tax of Man. Um, it's like Taxman. You know, the boom 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 boom
2: boom the Dead Kennedys police truck or what, what's
0: that? Yeah, song? We, that's on our uh, recommended Spotify <laughs> playlist.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. You know what was that thing we saw like this week? It was like if the Beatles were so good. Like, why were they not on the Tony Hawk 2 Pro Skater soundtrack? <laughs> Listeners, right in. Answer me it's that. Like, yeah. it's like one of those, that. It's like, oh, is he a Hall of Fame quarterback?
1: Because he's never won a Super Bowl. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't
1: know. <laughs> if he's so smart, why is he
2: dead?
0: <laughs> you guys want to roll right into track 13? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Joey Scarberry, theme from The Greatest American Hero, Believe It or Not.
1: There's like, there was a constant thing uh, when Seinfeld was happening, yeah. like interviews <laughs> with Larry David, which was uh, him like having to deny that George is just him. Yeah. He's like, George and I are not the same. Like, obviously, some of the stories are based on like my life, but we're not the same. And you're like, come on, like, you're exactly the same. Except for the part <laughs> where George records a version of this for his own answering <laughs> answer machine, machine, which yeah. is hilarious. And like, but you're like, yeah, Larry David would never do that. <laughs>
0: I love in like towards the end of Curb Your Enthusiasm and like I think it was maybe the eighth season where uh, Jason Alexander, you know, is not on board uh, for the Seinfeld reunion. And Larry's like, I'll do it. I'll play George. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's me. <laughs> it's me. And he goes out and tries to do a scene and it's like the most ridiculous. Thing <laughs> yeah. You've ever seen. Well, yeah, but when when people
2: uh, just say like, oh, George Cassandra's stanza was just uh, Larry David. I don't think they're giving Jason Alexander enough credit because, like, he's a brilliant comedic actor that added so much to that character. And then, like, yeah. there's a great uh, behind the scenes of him teaching Larry David how to play George. And it's like <laughs> you got it. It's a full glee, and it's
3: <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta go all the way. You know? like,
2: um, but yeah, I I, I think uh, Jason Alexander deserves a bit more credit, mm-hmm. even though it is clearly you know being <laughs> channeled through. Larry David. But um, yeah. yeah, I can't hear that song without thinking of... <laughs> Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please him
1: <laughs> So I, I brought this uh, song up once in a... I think it was a sample sale quiz where I was trying to convince you. And I don't think anybody knew what I was talking about when I was talking about this uh, last Amer- or greatest American hero. Yeah, But this was something I've, I vaguely remember the show when I was really little because I was obviously really into superheroes. And it was kind of like... There's a TV show about a superhero, but you like you turn it on and it's just like so like like early '80s like it seems like WKRP and somebody's flying around the Cape. You're just like, what? Yeah,
2: what is that show? I, I don't know. I know nothing about it.
1: Uh, Greatest American Hero. My vague recollection is the main character is like a teacher, like a high school teacher who somehow finds a I don't know if it's like an alien super suit. He puts it on and he's like kind of Superman. But I think it's kind of a comedy. Yeah. Sort of like
2: a, a
1: Lois and Clark sort of thing, I could say. I think it was really goofy and maybe pretty short-lived. Okay. But okay. Uh, but I remember hearing, like, whoever wrote this song, I think, is kind of like a, maybe if not a well-known musician, somebody who's, like, written a lot of stuff. Be it's a like, little ghostwriting happening. I think yeah. that the song, like, uh, kind of outlived the show in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah.
2: This was used during the date montage where uh, Catherine Keener and Steve Carell have agreed to go on 20 dates without having sex, much to Steve Carell's amusement. (laughs) He's just like, oh, thank God.
0: (laughs) You're like, oh, let's go on five, 10, 20. Make it 20. Make it 20.
1: (laughs) But it's like he's also, in a lot of that montage, it's him selling... And packaging his uh, action figures, so yeah. I think the song is like kind of a nod to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, S- yeah,
0: Seth yeah. Rogen is looking at his action figure collection, and he's like, "Is that the six million dollars man's boss?" He's like, "It's Oscar Goldman. <laughs> 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 it's worth way more."
2: Than Steve and Stephen, Steve Austin, what is his name?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, man, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of tracks. Track fourteen, Corey yeah. Hart. I okay, got some more. Never Surrender. <laughs>
3: Nobody wants to know you now, and nobody wants to show you.
1: Is this song about a girl or about becoming a ninja?
0: I don't know what it is, but it's a big, stinky <laughs> arena
1: ballad.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this was soundtrack runoff from the 80s. Oh, man. He's like a Rick Astley
1: sort of. Well, uh, you know, his big hit was uh, sun, where I Wear Sunglasses at Night, mm-hmm. that song, which is kind so of. So I
0: Can, So I Can. can. (laughs)
1: right (laughs) i could i could enjoy that song more than this one but there's something about this like it's an era of we were talking about phil collins on the last episode at the end and that that production style it was kind of like you know towards the end like the cresting of like giant like huge money productions and it sounds great it's just like the sound is bad that they're capturing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's well, yeah, yeah, awful taste, but great execution sort there, of thing. There's something that's still kind of charming about it just because it doesn't, it's a sound that went away. And so to like revisit it, it's kind of nice for some reason. Hmm. Maybe that's just my older years.
2: I, I, it reminds me of, and I'm, I'm looking up his name right now, but um, it Stan Bush. Uh, who was the classic Bu- Stan Bush Stan Bush who did the uh, uh, a lot Glycerin. of the bloodsport blood sp- <laughs> Glycerin, Yeah, <laughs> he right. did a lot of the uh, blood sport soundtrack oh, okay. and it's just yeah. that like you know fight fire- to survive, <laughs> like <the> terrible, like <laughs> you have the heart of a
0: lion,
2: <laughs> just terrible. The drums like. are
0: just so big,
2: and that weird, like harmonica, y like kazooey sound
0: that
1: you hear in so many '80s oh, ballads.
0: Is that Donald Fagan's favorite instrument? <laughs> yeah,
1: his Wikipedia photo is him melodica. just blowing
0: on that melodica. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought you were talking about like that PlayStation
0: game harmonica kazooie <laughs>
2: harmonica Whoa. kazooie that's an N64 again <laughs>
0: Kayla's all about games tonight banjo kazooie let's hear track 15 Survivor the search is over
3: taking on the world that was just my style
0: Yeah, second half of the soundtrack is just ballads <laughs> as far as the eye can see
2: stinky <laughs> It's
0: like some real reverby harpsichord I feel like an extra in like a Kenny G music video right now
2: <laughs> I think well, Survivor had one of the worst uh, music videos of all time was that the one with the uh, like the invisible instruments that appear
1: I don't oh, know no. uh, I want to
2: say that's them, it could be somebody else
1: well they did uh, Eye the, the Tiger, Tiger right? of course, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but. which is a song about either a woman or becoming a ninja. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I feel like in the way we were talking about Brian Wilson a couple of weeks ago about how he would write songs about like vegetables and they would try to
0: turn them into pop songs about women. <laughs> or he's like this Johnny, Johnny Carson song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Johnny I feel, Carson.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is an era where every meathead was coming into the studio with like songs they wrote about fucking karate. And he's like, okay, but what if it's about a girl? It's like. What, like attacking the girl? And you're like, no, well, no, we'll figure it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll just like reframe it and put it in a, in a movie when they're falling in love or something. <laughs> we'll figure out a montage for it. Maybe like every 80s song like this just had some sort of montage that came, you know, written in a script. <laughs> like, uh, maybe we could use he's like a welder and a, he's seen a woman. And, 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 and well, that's just the vibe of the song. I don't know. <laughs> his,
1: his brother's murdered in front of him.
0: In the music video, I guess.
3: Yeah, sure. Right.
0: <laughs> Survivors—that band that did the uh, intro music for Stranger Things—I guess they just kind of liked this, seeing this band name. They're like, "Survivor sounds like a good band name. Let's uh, let's just oh, really? u- let's just use that." Wait, that, what? That's our band name. Survivor did the to Stranger yeah. Things, but a not diff- a different band. Not this Survivor. Oh, there's another it's band. Just like some right? young kids like that name, and they're like, "Well, that's our name now." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, like, can take there that. hasn't
1: been a band with the name Survivor or else and there hasn't been a giant hit television show named Survivor so either.
0: It's 39th season currently. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, track 16. Cast recording of Aquarius. And
3: love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius.
0: also when the song gets a little more upbeat towards the end
1: When I rewatched this film, Steph had never seen it before actually. Whoa! Which I was surprised. And uh, what did she think? She loved it. Yeah, breaking It's, news. A, sweet, it's a sweet film. It's a sweet, there's yeah. a few parts that you know are cringy. Yeah. Uh, but when it hit this part, which I, in my mind, I remember it being one of my favorite parts. When at the very end, be like, with no warning, goes into this is from the musical Hair. Hair. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, I love that part. And when it went into it, yeah, she just like like squealed with glee because yeah. it,
0: it was just so, it's so good. It's so, so random. I, I Paul red has got some great little uh, dance moves in there. Yeah. He has yeah. that signature kick.
2: He was loving it. <laughs> He's really <laughs> hamming it up there. And, I uh, I remember thinking it was a bit much. I was just like, <laughs> okay, all right, I'm ready to walk out. <laughs> well, I, I,
1: I was really into it. I remember uh, reading, or I think it might have been on a podcast, they were talking about uh, how this song was written for the musical Hair. Right. um, 1967. They, I think it was a band, I want to say it was called like the Sixth Dimension or whatever. They did a recording of it that became a hit before Hair was even on Broadway. And so it was like the song became a hit and that turned the musical into a hit. Mm. And it turned, and then like that became a thing where musicals started to like release the cast recordings before they even like put the show together mm-hmm. or at least like yeah. debut the show on Broadway to
2: get people hyped up for the
1: Yeah so that's why in my mind I think I I confuse this with being just like a regular song even though it's very like musically because there's a a version by, like, essentially a pop group.
2: Yeah, it was uh, some of the Wrecking Crew guys that, that put mm-hmm. it together. And, yeah, it's, it was, like, a number one song for weeks and weeks and weeks. A song, yeah, it's a great
1: song, Yeah, it's
2: a great song. Especially exciting stuff. When you think about it, you know, in 1967, it's like, oh, yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what they wanted. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> a bunch of, yeah! you know, flower children sprinting <laughs> in a fucking field. Yeah. Just give them what they way. want. <laughs> these fucking idiots <laughs> yeah. the
3: fact
2: that it's like <laughs> the wrecking crew guys that are like you know show up oh, yeah. to work in ties just to play music like oh, what
0: do the, the kids want no nah, i don't
2: know let's, some, take look, uh, let's take a look at these lyrics oh god yeah
0: just some hippie bullshit oh sure. my yeah. god make some money let's go oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just so pissed in the studio <laughs> if you look at the photos we've got a little bit of a secret track here Ooh, a a secret track, track. This track seventeen, Steve Carell, the first time deleted karaoke scene.
2: You can't imagine how often I've
3: heard the buzzsaw, but each time is the first time I sniff at a woman. Can't imagine how often I've sniffed at the woman but each time, is the first
0: time. I have no idea what that is. It's great to know that Steve Carell could basically be in any uh, Disney production. <laughs> like a Fiddler on the Roof song or something like that. I'm not sure what that is. I mean, I've seen the deleted scene from the movie where they're at the bar and he you know, the it's like I've never been laid, I've never gotten drunk before, but uh I've also never sung karaoke, and he's like, "All right, I'll get up and do karaoke." And this is, you know, it kind of has a weird place in the movie; doesn't totally fit. But yeah. this is uh, this is a voice that he does
1: in Despicably Me. Yeah, in the okay when
0: he plays those groom. minions movies. Yeah,
1: interesting. Um,
2: it's yeah, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Have, uh, you, have the, you noticed how Steve Carell doesn't do comedies anymore? And yeah, he's like it's the dream. He's done like the Tom Hanks turn. Without much of the success, but mm-hmm. he stuck with it. Which I kind of respect.
0: In this movie, he's obsessed with like toys and action figures. Isn't there that like drama movie where he's like living through? Yes! toys oh and action God. figures. It what was that... based
1: on a this American life story that I remember listening to. Yeah, like,
0: it's uh, like a dramatic. I refuse to watch Dude, it. That it looks, looks like, like the really bad.
1: Biggest turd. Uh, it was it's like, like was something it... Marwin? Yeah, but... Marwin. I'm not sure what the through line even is there, but dignify
2: with the response.
1: <laughs> something's there. I oh boy. It, oh boy, that's he's he's like fishing for Oscars every other year.
2: Yeah. Uh not too long after this, uh was Dan in Real Life, which yeah. I right. and, oh and uh full disclosure, I almost used that song we just heard in, in a Tinseltown tune. but I was like, it's a deleted scene, so you guys have yeah, never seen I it.
1: Ah, yeah. no I did use I still use don't a, know what it's from.
2: <laughs> I did use a Dan in real life uh song, which is when he sings the Let My Love Open the Door. That movie is a piece of shit. Um, he is, like, uh, romantically, but there's no meat in that movie, and it's like, uh, just it, it's one of those movies where it's clearly a screenwriter just channeling all his frustration, <laughs> like, oh, I'm this quiet guy that women will one day understand, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, uh, but yeah, he's, I feel like it's the dream of every comedy actor to also be a romantic Leading male, like Jim Carrey tried to make that turn a couple times, failed. I think that Dane Cook tried. I think
1: that Steve Carell is a good actor. I just think that he has bad taste in projects for the most part. Remember, he was in that. uh, I don't think I ever watched Foxcatcher, but that was he was great in Foxcatcher.
2: Yeah, Um, and And then a real
1: creepy weirdo, right?
2: What's the uh, movie with the his beautiful boy? Apparently, that's really Uh, good.
1: See, that seems like super. (laughs) Oscar baiting. Just throw it out there, try to bring it back. It's like, dude, you don't need an Oscar. Just make a good movie, man. Um, I, I, w- I
2: was going to admit, I watched the unrated edition uh, this time around, which I don't think I'd ever seen. So just added like a few extra boobs <laughs> and like, you know, a few, you know, Apatow loves to just let people riff and like they just added all the riffs in. Mm. But this was, you know, 2005 was the peak of the. Unrated DVD edition, and you're like, "Oh, whoa, unrated! That's gonna be awesome!" But then you realize, it's just no, it just hasn't been rated by the MPAA because yeah. they already rated the other version. It's just all
0: the filler stuff they cut out. It's, it shouldn't be there.
2: <laughs> but they call it unrated, and it was like a selling point. You know? Yeah,
0: that's the soundtrack, y'all. All right, there it is. It's a big one. We're gonna, long have to, guy. gonna have to rate this. It's time to rate it. As always, we're gonna lead off with Chris. You
2: guys gotta stop doing this. How me. do you um, feel? Uh,
1: Out of fifteen stars, Dustin uh, points allowed.
2: Uh, looking at the track list thing, is this a good soundtrack? For it, it doesn't need to be this good. Is it know? good
1: or is it is it good? <laughs> what's <is> that <laughs> I'm gonna throw a little? It's doubt Chris's into, rating. It's Chris's yeah. rating. It's to be good. fair, <laughs> i want to do a shot across the bow and see if it changes the score.
2: Uh, I mean, if we do like the baseball approach. Um, I'm going to give this soundtrack, I'm going to give it an 11.3. I think there's some really good tracks on here. It's very listenable and it's a, it's a Apatow comedy movie, so it doesn't need to be this good, but they got some good, uh, you know, they got some good cuts on there. It kind of dips after the half mark, but, um, you know what? I forgot about some of the crap I'm looking at right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to degrade it to a 9.9, 9.9. Final right. answer. Okay,
1: I lost two points there at the end. To,
2: well, to I, each his own. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what What it really did. I was like, oh, Joey Scarberry, uh, Corey Hart, Survivor, uh, Lyle Workman uh, was the score, which was, you know, whatever. It was fine. All anyway, right,
0: 9.9. All right, Chris. I would say on a scale of 0 to 15 Virgin Daiquiri's, the first half of the soundtrack Joe Walsh's song was actually not bad. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, I really like that song. <laughs> I know. Michael McDonald, great. Smokey Robinson, great. Asia, can be fun. Joe Boxer's, great fabric brand. Uh, <laughs> James Brown, always great. Shaka Khan, Lionel Richie, Flock of Seagulls. Uh, so first half of the soundtrack, great. Second half definitely gets heavy on the ballad side and gets more into the emotional, scory aspects of the movie. Uh, so overall, I'm going to say a 9.0. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a long one. I, I completely mm-hmm. forgot where we
1: started by the time we finished. <laughs> I know, yeah. Zero but to for, 15 stars. Different um, group of people. I, I'm not ashamed to say I listen to that Joe Walsh song a lot, actually. It's believer believe we're saying this. It's
2: on my, 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 it. life. This this on my crazy. Spotify. It's on my uh, Spotify. That Chaka
1: Khan song is great. Lionel Richie, it's a classic song. Flock of sequel is great. There, uh, I want to give this soundtrack credit for having a lot of different music from different eras, but uh, the fact is that in the movie, there's a lot of good hip-hop. There's like uh, Rex and Effects, there's Missy Elliott. There's, there's TLC. There's a lot that doesn't make it onto and this. Maybe salt Yeah, it is. And it's the fact that none of that makes it in is, is kind of makes me sad because I got excited because I was like, we hardly ever have like 90s hip-hop on, on the podcast, and then it still didn't happen. Just kind of a bummer. Um, as much as I like Michael McDonald, that's one of the worst Michael McDonald songs. That live one. Uh, I know that you know it's 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 a punchline in the movie. I gotta give this a seven point five.
2: Okay, okay, fair, fair ratings all around. All right. Oh. Ah.
1: <laughs> Before we go, we have to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. Our favorite, favorite waiting song. Who wants to go first?
0: Alrighty, I'll uh, go first. I got a track here for us. Start us off, Nick. This is Future Islands with Seasons in parentheses waiting on you.
3: The seasons change, but i
0: song's a total jam. Every time I hear that song, I think about their performance on uh, David Letterman. David Letterman, yeah, yeah. yeah, And Letterman is so into the song when they're performing it live. He's like, oh, boy! (laughs) He runs over after they finish. He's like, I'll take all that you got. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so jazzed on it. I've seen the same performance. It's it's a great Um,
0: performance as well, which is kind of rare for... A band on a TV performance yeah. for it to actually be good and like sound good.
1: Dude, I uh, I saw them on this tour. I saw them when they came through New York, yeah. and it was fantastic. And part of the like the charm of the band is that all of the band are like very still and boring except for the lead singer who's like the most dynamic yeah, he's, he's he got these him. little dance moves <laughs> yeah. where he
0: like kind of crawls around and you know he'll hit himself dude he's like <laughs> so, a
1: completely his, jacked norm core like balding the middle-aged musician i don't know maybe he's in his 30s but uh yeah he's fucking awesome when i saw him he was doing like russian leg kicks where he's like kicking from yeah. the ground it's He's, he's crazy.
2: I remember I remember seeing that and then texting my buddy uh, Matthew. I was like, Matthew, did you see uh, Future Islands on Letterman? And like before I could even finish, he's like, Yeah, that guy dances just like our buddy Ledoux. And I was like, He dances like Ledoux, <laughs> like this other guy named Ledoux. It great, um, it's it's like the exact same dance move. It's like that kind of Carltony sort of dance from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but. Yeah, and also yeah. you you never see Letterman react that much yeah, yeah. to comedies. He's just kind of numb to the whole thing. But then seeing him emote and be like, oh, my God, you guys are great. remember, like, you know, freaked me
0: out. Yeah, hopefully they put out, a, I think their last release was in 2017. So hopefully they put out something new. Uh, but, yeah, they're out of Baltimore. Uh, they're great. I'm sure most people listening probably know who they are.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, that was going to be my pick too, by the way, because I fucking love
0: that song so much. <laughs> well, hopefully, song. you've got a backup here. You got a backup, Caleb?
1: Yeah, I got a backup. Uh, for my song, it's a track from 1962. It was written by Burke Bacharach and Bob Hilliard. Uh, the version that I'm picking is sung by Chuck Jackson. This is Any Day Now.
3: Any Day Now. I will hear you say goodbye, my love. And you be on your way Then my wild, beautiful bird You will have flown. Oh, any day now
0: I'll be all alone Skinky skanky guitar part there.
1: Yeah, this is kind <laughs> of like early, like before soul kind of uh, became like a Motown sound. This is very, I don't know. Like almost pre-rock and roll. Uh, yeah, cool, cool but I track. love this song. Super sad. It's a song about waiting for somebody to leave you, <laughs> which is one of the darkest things I can think of. Uh, but yeah, I love the song.
0: Nice, Chris. Uh, awesome. Did you also pick Future Islands? I
2: did. Uh, <laughs> nice. So this is my backup. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I picked a song uh, from 1984, uh, Bananarama called oh, Robert yeah. De Niro's Waiting. So let's hear Here we go. Cut off of that.
3: Oh,
2: Uh, I love Bananarama. They're a British uh, female group, and uh, you probably know them from Cruel Summer, uh, yeah, is yeah. the most popular one. I also like I Heard a Rumor. This is probably their third most popular song. Um, so, uh,
1: what is the year on this? 1984. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine Robert De Niro's career in 1984. Godfather Part Two was already was that, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was probably huge, and maybe starting to do like Mad Dog and Glory or something. Was yeah, he
2: was 90s. talking Italian in the Godfather <laughs> Part Two, man. Um, so I this is an interesting song to me because um, it's it's a fun poppy song, and I remember I was like, what is this about? And so a couple of years ago, I Googled and there was some, um, interview and one of the bandmates was saying it was about, uh, a rape, like a date rape. And then like, if you listen to some of the lyrics, it was, it's very like kind of scary. It's like, you're walking in the park, there's eyes on you. And then it was like, your only escape is to watch movies with Robert De Niro. And I was like, Oh Mm. my God. And then I Googled. So it's like, Oh, it's, you know, it, it changed the whole meaning of the song to me. And I couldn't really like. Uh, listen to it anymore because it was very sad and then i Google it again to to maybe like do this tonight and then the the main singer of the band was like no it's not about that at all it's about (laughs) like it's about hero worship and i don't know where that came from uh it's absolute rubbish and so now i can kind of enjoy the song again like i
3: don't don't know
2: it was this roller coaster of emotion with the song but some of the lyrics are kind of Darker than you would think. It's about you know? fucking Raging Bull. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the Godfather part two. Dude, that's so. interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think great that they song.
1: lucked out that De Niro went on to have a great and long career yeah. and didn't turn into like a Mickey Rourke because that would be... Oh boy! If your third most famous song was about Mickey Rourke, <laughs> yeah, would be very strange. Yeah, some burnout. Yeah, oh,
3: man.
2: Hey, Mickey Rourke came
1: back, you know. Okay, what about if it was about uh, the guy from Beretta that shot his wife? Oh, <laughs> that's be a story for another day. About. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank
0: you, Chris, for picking the uh, 40-year-old Virgin soundtrack. Of course, much appreciated. I think it's Caleb's pick next week. Yeah, TBA. We'll see. Stick with us. We love you.